It's good to meet a lot of you. I'm really excited about TCP this summer, and I'm excited for kind of the way uh, it's set up to get to know, um, for the circuits to go, to know half of you on a smaller level, and for us to get to know the other half of you um, really well this summer. And then what I'm hoping for is that it will feel much like your life will after college, after um, you, after you're, you're done with college and you don't have, you know, paid missionaries to think for your spiritual growth um, as a 24/7 job, but rather you'll have pastors, elders, um, other church members to um, work together as a body. Um, so that's my hope for TCP. And why don't I pray, and then I'll, I'll kind of kick off to um, my my talk will be like vision for the summer and what is TCG and what what we want out of the summer. So I'll pray. Um, Father, I, just, I thank you for this group of people that they would want to um, spend their summer getting to know you more and getting to know uh, your body more and knowing that you dwell in everyone here that um, that you have put your temple in all of us and that we can, um, that you work and move through us and that we are strengthened and encouraged um, by one another. And I, I pray that that would be present um, this summer and that we, would, um, that we would love one another the way you have loved us and that your love would shine and that people who don't know you and um, don't trust you would, would see something different about um, all of us, and that, um, and I'll pray that we we need your help in this. We are we are sick and, and sinful, and we can't do this without you. So I pray that you help us to do this, and I ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. Um, so what is what is TCP? I'm just going to read right off the website. TCP provides a vision and experience for students to learn to transition well from college discipleship into small group community within the church as they give their lives away and their spheres of ins, uh, influence as work um, in your workplace and neighborhoods, and et cetera. So um, the, whether you're just graduated or you're going to be a senior next year or you're a sophomore or a junior, you always need to be thinking um, what what life is like going to be after college, what's going to be beyond. Because this college life is great. Um, you get to uh, have a ton of freedom, enjoy staying up late, um, enjoying kind of doing whatever you want with your friends. And um, it's a great time to grow in your relationship with the Lord. But as that time winds down, it's, it's a long road um, for the rest of your lives. And, and that's when the rubber meets the road of was your discipleship, was your growth in the Lord genuine? Um, so I think there's, um, there's three elements that we really wanted to incorporate this summer that would help you um, transition well. Um, so one would be the Bible and prayer. Um, the other one would be community. And the third one being mission. Um, so the way we're doing things this year and... Part of this will be me just kind of walking through the schedule and why is everything there. Um, is to, I, the when I started working TCP, it, we, it was a great shift from somewhere in the cities, which was kind of just like a placeholder for people to come and meet, but not a lot of commitment, to something a little more committed. I, um, 
it felt like it was really focusing on project and trying to bring SDP into um, the Twin Cities. Um, and this summer, we're going to switch kind of what we're modeling after, and that's small groups in the local church. So the idea is for you guys to um, feel the weight of your own discipleship, own um, pressures as you work, as you take classes, to what you would feel after college. Um, some of the harder transitions, some of the inconsistencies of community, and some of um, needing, needing to um, get up in the morning and or find time to meet with the Lord. So I'm trying to model that into uh, this summer. So uh, we're going to go through Ephesians this summer. It is on, um, I think, page two of your little booklet I gave you. Um, but it's, um, it's a pretty intense schedule with Ephesians being six chapters and crunching it all into two months. But that's what we're going to be discussing for, um, for the small groups. It's going to be an hour of meal and fellowship, an hour of discussion, uh, Ephesians as a group, and then an hour of breaking off into men and women's into accountability groups. So that that uh, being with um, the reading program really helped cultivate uh, that time as we go over the content. Kelsey's going to talk about uh, Ephesians more and about the Bible more. Um, so I'm going to kind of wait and pause on that element um, and let and tee her off to really talk about it when she comes up here. Um, so I'm going to jump into community, um, and I'm going to start, I'm going to do all this talk out of Ephesians. So if someone could, if you guys could open up to Ephesians 2, 11 through 22. through 16, okay, and then um, 17 through 22. Okay. Okay. If you remember that at one time the Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcised, uh, uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hand. Remember that you are at one time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and stranded to the covenant of promise having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off have been brought into by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has, broken, or who has made us both one, and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off, and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Thanks, guys. Um. So why does, why does God want us to be in community? Um, 
and how does he make this community? Um, so God makes one new community um, through the body of Christ. Um, so in the example of this, there's the Jews and the Gentiles. God made laws to um, distinguish the Jews as his people from the rest of the world, um, and that created really hostile boundary lines of that were really hard to cross from people going back and forth, and it was a really hard distinction, and there was hostilities um, between them. And we find this not just in that scenario, but in all parts of life where there is um, sin because of the fall that causes hostilities between um, different people groups, different races, different personality, different cultures, interests. Um, you feel this when you're on campus with um, when you feel people being clicky or not open or uh, closed off. Um, I think one example of this for me was I was on project my first year. Um, there was a guy named Alex in uh, my room, and I really, um, I just didn't get along with him. He was straight out of high school into project, and I, even though I'm only one year older than him, felt like miles above him and wasn't going to, I wasn't going to take anything from this guy. And if you know anything about um, Alex, he's like, He's very organized. He's like a born and bred like business leader. And I was like so sloppy in college, um, late to everything, um, didn't have a plan. Um, so that was like my life. So having this guy who I was like this high schooler, in my opinion, was to like give me direction and call me out on sin. Like I just wasn't having any of it. Um, and it was very rude and intimidating to him. And we were just having an awful summer. And Larry Martini was my room leader. And poor Larry had to deal with all of it. Um, so that was like halfway through the summer. And I think at this point, maybe threatened Alex in either one way or another. And it's just not going well. And I was meeting with Reed, um, my team leader at the time. And he was telling me that trying to, trying to uh, helped me to love Alex, even though like I just wanted nothing to do with him. I didn't want anything to do just because of the way God made him. And Reed uh, told me that is like I had more in common with Alex because of Christ than I got guys uh, on my football team back in high school who didn't know Christ, or guys on my football team at Bethel who didn't know the Lord. Um, and that kind of hit me a little bit, and then washed over. And the Lord really took that and built in me of. A desire to love Alex and know that if I'm rejecting him because of the way God made him and the strengths that God made him, I'm really just rejecting the Lord. Uh, because the Lord has put his spirit in Alex and to say, I don't want anything to do with him or anything to do with someone, or if any of you don't want like to do with someone at TCP who's different than you or... Um, doesn't is is hard to communicate with or hard to connect with. Um, that's that's you not just rejecting that person. That's you rejecting the Lord, um, and that's a scary thing to reject the Lord's work of making a person and cultivating different strengths in different people. So, why what brings this community together? Um, only God can truly bring people together. We we live in a world. Um, where inclusion uh, and diversity is preach, 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 and yet I, I drive through my, um, on the way to work, I drive and 
different boundary lines, different neighborhoods, it's just it's so sharp, sharp for contrast. And you see that there's not unity and there is distinctions and, and the world can't bring people together. Um, only God can. So verse 16, um, I'll read it. Um, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, therefore killing the hostility. Um, idols divide people. Sin divides people when you are worshiping something that is not truly God. Um, you, you, whether it's hobbies or uh, education, people cling around things that aren't God and it separates people off. But the good thing about God is he truly made everyone. He truly knows everyone. He is truly satisfying for everyone's heart. And there's always more of him to go around. Um, you can't take, um, when you take something of God or you grasp something of God, you're not taking from anyone because this source is infinite. Um, so therefore, everyone can worship God. Every, that is everyone's maker. And everyone can gather around the worship of God. Um, so when Christ died on the cross, he killed sin and therefore killing the hostility by bringing people and making them able to worship together. Um, verse 22 um, highlights this a little bit in verse 21 as well. Uh, in the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In, tel- in him you are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So in the Old Testament, you had God dwelling in a temple or a tent. And when Jesus Christ died on the cross, the, the curtain was torn. Um, the, the Spirit of God was released. And now we are the temple. We are being built together. Um, so this true worship of God builds us together. And we will spend the rest of eternity together um, worshiping God. So let's start now. Let's start this summer. Let's um, cultivate loving one another and fulfilling the Lord's commandment in, in loving one another the way he loved us. And this is something the world does not have. I guarantee you. Um, they don't have um, the power to love one another. Um, they have the desire to. They have the ache in their heart to build, um, build unity and to have um, people come together. But they don't have the power to because they don't have Christ. Um, so this summer, the way we're trying to fulfill that is with um, meals and eating together and being around one another. Um, and I really just want to encourage you to ask. Everyone here is fascinating, so ask people questions. And even if they talk for way too long and they don't ask you any questions back, like get to know one another. God is working in every one of your lives. Every one of you has... Uh, is a part of this this structure that God's building together. So get to know one another. Um, encourage one another. All you guys come from different backgrounds and have different perspectives of looking at things. Um, so um, be, be unified and not just in small group time, but also um, on the weekends. Like, I love the group me. I think if you're going to do something, like, shoot a text out. Like, invite people in to do whatever you're doing. It's it's a beautiful time. I like, we're Minnesotans. It's, it's time to get out there. It's time to enjoy the summer. Um, sometimes in the winter, I just forget 
I forget that there is summer. Like, I just, <laughs> I just think it's, like, always kind of chilly. So, um, so, yeah. So, be, be building one another together and, and really pursue one another. Um, I'm really hoping that you build relationships that will last longer um, than the summer. And that loving one another, even if you, you graduate and you move cities and you transition, that your heart would be prepared in a position if you have, if you have to live, leave Minneapolis, that you would be a person that would enter into a local body and really um, lead and bring community and um, love people like Jesus. So that's my hope uh, for you guys this summer. Um, and then the second one is, is mission. Um, verse 13 in our passage. Um, but now in Christ, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Um, so, so know that you were once far off. Know that you had no hope. Um, know that you weren't brought in because you were good enough or you had the right family connections or um, anything like that. You were brought in by the blood of Christ. Someone died for you. Uh, 2,000 years ago that you never met um, so that you could be brought to God. Um, so have hope. Hope for your coworkers. Hope for your neighbors. Um, I'll, I come from a non-Christian family and the Lord's been winning people in my family. Um, so have, have hope for your coworkers and, and spend, spend time with them. Get to know them. Whatever their interests are. Try to pursue them. Um, try to get around them. Um, know that that this is what they're looking for in their lives. This is what they're missing. Um, and know that life without Christ is is not satisfying and it is not fulfilling. Um, and um, so, one thing with and being on a community this summer is use the community to show the love of Christ. Um, John 13, you don't have to turn there, I'll just read it. John 13, 34 uh, through 35. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. Um, You are also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, uh, if you have have love for one another. Um, So bring people into this community Try to, um, or go out, be sent out to where people are, whether you, if your coworkers are getting together after work or, um, or trying to invite them to kind of a neutral space. Um, work together. You guys are a team of God's ambassadors. And work together to, to show them this love of Christ that, that has been poured into you. Um, they, and if you truly love one another, they will know uh, that that you are of, of Jesus, that you have been loved by him. Um, so work as a team in mission together. Don't, don't just be a missionary support group who you have all these missionaries and they get together and they have a support group, but you're a missionary team. Like go out together, work together as a team, um, be on mission together, um, pursue your co-workers. So uh, one helpful analogy for like mission is their turf, our turf, and neutral ground. So their turf would be like their apartment, or in college terms, that would be like their dorm room, um, their, um, their personal space, 
they're like the people that they hang out a lot. And then like neutral ground would be like whether people go to, I'm trying to like break my jock mode here, like art fairs or <laughs> certain coffee shops, um, Birchwood Cafe. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, or, okay, like, yeah, like uh, Ultimate Frisbee or um, places where people gather that are kind of open that you can approach people. And then your turf would be like um, these missional hangouts that we're going to do where we plan and work together as a team to invite people um, to be around our community. And not necessarily like we're going to share the gospel in it, but we're going to be together and we're going to live life among non-Christians. Um, so that, that would be our turf. And the problem about after college is these, especially their turf, is so much harder to get on. Um, you can, in college, you can always kind of walk into people's dorms because it's kind of rented space and it's really just the college. But as you, as you transition off college and this summer, it's going to be harder to get on people's turf. Uh, therefore, you really have to, to push neutral ground, to uh, have ears when people are talking about their desires or what they want um, or things they, they're really interested in. Um, my neighbor's really interested in hockey. Um, I never played hockey. I should have played hockey and not basketball. Um, but I, uh, I, I really want to pursue that interest with him. I really want to pursue um, his interest of places he likes to go uh, around my town in Robbinsdale. So um, try, to, try to create neutral ground, invite people, know what people's interests are, and, and try, to, try to create and be around them. Um, so then, missional hangouts, we're going to have one, if you look on your schedule, um, the 30th. Uh, the reason why there's a question mark is that it might be on Saturday, it might be on Friday. Um, the idea is like trying to plan something for three hours, maybe longer. Um, but I want us to do it as a team um, with your small group. That I don't want me just to be pushing it or even the leaders just to be pushing it. But I want to be creative as uh, as a small group to how what can we do or what can we maybe even go out to whether that's like a Minneapolis event um, there's plenty of um, different different art events different um, different street food I love street food I love uh, uh, what do you call it uh, food trucks so I want to plan together as a team so be thinking as you leave this retreat be thinking praying about um, those times of people that you're around, whether that's your coworkers or your neighbors, um, or people that you rub shoulders with consistently at the gym, uh, that'd be another thing of like try to be consistent. If you're gonna like go to a coffee shop at certain times, like go to the same coffee shop, go to the same place to work out. Uh, try to be consistent and on a schedule and see who else shows up around the same time as you do. Um, so those Michel hangouts will have one the 30th or the first of July. Um, and then the other one is the 21st or the 22nd. Um, so we'll plan those as a team. And I wanted to put them at the end of June so you guys can be thinking, praying of people to in, invite to that. Um, so thank you for being a part of that and really kind of putting yourself out there. Um, so, yeah, those, that's the end of mission. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm really hoping also to... 
um, that the Engage Global Retreat, that's the 23rd, 25th, and 24th. Um, that's a really great retreat. I, it's when we engage unreached people groups in uh, the Twin Cities and kind of get a nice survey, just to have like a mindset of all these unreached people groups within uh, just kind of a little bit of a reach um, within the Twin Cities. People that, people travel thousands of miles overseas to go reach are right here in our Twin Cities. Um, and it's very eye-opening and very helpful and even like strengthening for your own faith of like, okay, what is a Muslim worldview? What, what is salvation? What do they think went wrong? What was the fall? What's the redemption in their mind? And comparing it to Christianity and it's like, you know, it is, it's very helpful to see, like, this is different, and Christ is way better than anything um, that um, the world has to offer. So that's kind of our plan for the summer. Um, why don't I pray for us, and then I'm going to ask Kelsey to come up and talk about Ephesians and the Bible. And, yeah, let me pray for us. Father, I, I thank you for these group of people. I thank you for um, who you are, that you... Uh, sent us your son and gave us this amazing redemption um, that will draw all people to you, that um, people will truly have peace, people will truly have joy, um, people truly will have security, and it's because of what your son did. And I, I pray that we would um, image that this summer uh, in a very small way. Please, please be merciful uh, to us. Um, as we need you so much, and I pray that you help us to be merciful to one another, knowing that you've had so much mercy on us. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.